Join us for Captain's Campaign for Cures. If you plan to attend Vive or Hims this year, get a photo with Captain, our lovable service dog, and we will donate to Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation to find cures for childhood cancer. For every person in the photo, we will donate $1 to Alex's Lemonade Stand. All you have to do is find Captain, grab your friends, take a picture, share it on social media, and put the hashtag Captain Lemonade or This Week Health, and we will make that donation for every person who's in that picture. Our thanks to SureTest and CTG for helping us to end childhood cancer. Today in health IT, our hospitals getting flanked on all sides. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out at This Week Health com slash today. Having a child with cancer, one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face in 2023 to celebrate five years at This Week Health. We are working to give back. We are partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community. We've already raised over $34,000 for this year, and we ask you to join us. Hit our website, top banner. You're going to see a logo for our Lemonade Stand. Click on that and go ahead and give today. We believe in the generosity of our community, and we thank you in advanced. All right, so one last thing, webinar this Thursday, one o'clock Eastern time, future of care spaces, pretty relevant considering what we're gonna talk about today. Check it out, sign up today, go to our website, top right hand corner, you're gonna see our upcoming webinar. Go ahead and sign up there. All right, so back from vacation, a lot of stuff going on. And so I, I went out, I did, did my normal things, hit Becker's Hospital Review, website, Fierce Healthcare, hit Raman Healthcare, and a bunch of other places that I go to read stories. This one jumped out at me June 5th, 10.30 a.m. Well, I guess jumped out at me because it's new and it's it's there. Home Health Bidding War heats up. Optum makes $3 billion unsolicited offer for Amedisys. A-M-E-D-I-S-Y-S. Probably should know that since it's a multi-billion dollar company, but I do not. Amedisys. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to keep trying to pronounce it. You can correct me later. Uh, we'll have fun with it. Uh, the home health bidding wars are heating up as United Healthcare's Optum unit is making a big play for home health and hospice firm Amidesis. 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 Oh, I'll go with that. Just one month ago, Amidesis agreed to be bought by another healthcare company, Option Care Health, a provider of post acute care and infusion services. That deal valued the company at $3.6 billion. The deal was expected to close in the second half of 2023. Optum has made an all-cash offer of $100 per share for the company to the board of directors on Monday morning. The deal represents a superior proposal, so they have entered into a confidentiality agreement with Optum so that they can start doing their due diligence. If the deal had gone through, Option Care Health is a provider of post-acute care and infusion services. The deal would create a massive provider of post-acute care services encompassing more than 16,500 employees, 674 care centers, and 46 U.S. states with a projected $6.2 billion in annual revenue. The combination of the two will enable the companies to beef up capabilities and expand their footprints as care options increasingly move into the patient's home. And that's what I'm going to focus in on on my so what on this story. Option Care said its offer was is still compelling and they hope they consider it. We will see how this sort of pairs out. 
Let me go back to that last sentence. The combination of the two will enable companies to beef up capabilities and expand their footprint as care options increasingly move into the patient's home. My question always is, do you believe that? Do you believe care will be delivered differently in the near future or in the future? And at what time frame do you believe that that care will be delivered differently? One of my challenges in talking with healthcare professionals, especially with provider organizations, is they keep trying to recreate the past instead of looking to how care is going to change in the future. Optum is looking at how care is going to change in the future. Amazon, Walgreens, Walmart, they're all looking at it. I had a post today that somebody commented that they believe 50% of all primary care will be delivered by a silicon-based workforce, meaning a technology-based workforce will provide 50% of our primary care in the future. I don't know if that's true, but it's a compelling statement because even if 30% is the number, it fundamentally changes the business of healthcare. It fundamentally changes the, the work that you're doing today. Because if 30% is going to come from technology, then we should be exploring those technologies around primary care. There's a reason we don't explore those technologies, and it's because it impacts people. But it impacts employees, but it also impacts people in the community. And we tend to look at the person closest to us, meaning us first, those around us, and those in our book club and in our soccer teams and, and our kids' programs, that kind of stuff. We look at them first, and then we look at the larger community. We need to reverse that. Unfortunately, we need to reverse that and think about ourselves last and think about the health of our community. Not only because it's best for our community and that's why our health systems exist, but also because it's what's best for your business. The customers will determine what healthcare looks like moving forward. And if they want care in their home, if they want the drugs delivered to their homes, if they want online appointments, if they, if they want these things, that is going to be the future. It absolutely will be the future. We've put up a lot of roadblocks to make sure that that doesn't happen, but that will be the future. Enough of those roadblocks are coming down. Now you have large entities battling large entities. So it's not just the organization with the largest lobbying firm that's going to win. There are large lobbying interests on both sides now. And so essentially there are people who are saying, look, we're lobbying against the hospital's monopoly on care in these, or not a true monopoly, but close enough in, in some of these markets. And we believe that the cost of healthcare being a huge campaign issue going into next year is going to be the conversation once again. And every time we have this conversation, a little bit gets peeled away from the hospitals and health systems and gets opened up to potential other models. And it should, by the way. It's not that the hospitals and health systems couldn't be doing these models themselves. They choose not to in a lot of cases. So when you look at this, this acquisition and you look at the services they're going to be providing, my question is, do we believe that this is the way that care is going? Do we believe a lot more, home, a lot more care is going to be delivered in the home? Do we believe that a lot more care is going to be delivered by these third-party entities, especially uh, and I'll tell you the other thing is, when I look at this deal, the SEC at some point has got to look at United Healthcare and look at Optum. And I'm a fan of what they're doing, but they've got to look at it and say, man, they're controlling an awful lot of the healthcare spend. And 
I'm not sure this isn't getting into the Rockefeller oil monopoly territory. I mean, yes, it's different. Yes, it's 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 not quite that, and they're not taking over hospitals per se, but they are latching on to significant amounts of the additional revenue that hospitals used to make. So I think this is worth taking a look at there. What's the so what for me as a technologist? It is that we should be looking at what the future of healthcare is, looking at the technologies, looking at the the modalities that the patients are looking for, looking at the different ways that care can be delivered. We should be exploring them. We should have pilots going in a lot of different ways. We should be looking at technologies that reduces the overall cost of delivering care. And that has to come from labor because it's our biggest cost, right? So we have to figure out, we should be looking every year, we should be looking at what does it take to reduce the the amount of labor it costs to deliver care in our health system by 20%. And you're going to recoil at that number and go, oh my gosh, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but it costs a lot of money to deliver care. Imagine the competitive advantage if you could insert technology in a way to reduce the total cost of delivering care in your community by 20%. That would that would drive your profit margins through the roof for starters, if you chose to go that route. And if you chose to split it with the community, you could reduce the overall cost of care in your community by 10%. Would that be welcome? Plus, you'd be delivering care in a way that consumers are saying they want it to be delivered. So my challenge for you today is, what is the future of healthcare? How is it going to be delivered? And if you believe the future is through these additional modalities, that AI will play a big part in how we communicate and uh, deliver care effectively in the community. And we believe that more and more care is going to be delivered at the home. My question to you is, what is your plan to make that transition. All right, that's all for today. Check back tomorrow. We're going to go through an article I read last week. It was a really compelling interview, and I'm going to break it down into two sections. I'm going to you just have to tune in. It's going to be a good conversation. It, it really got me thinking about how I think about certain topics moving forward and what I think the future is going to look like around technology in healthcare. All right. I think, as I said before, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is incredibly helpful. We really appreciate you doing it. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest and Artisite. Check them out, thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.